Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Sprague On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. LeBron James, sexiest man alive, and virgins making news. This is Dirt and Sprague. The worst day to be horny is Sunday. The best day is a Friday and Saturday night. Andy Dirt Johnson. You want to close. Close. As in C-L-O-S-E. Not C-L-O-T-H-E-S. And Brandon Sprague. I love me a Spanish-speaking woman. I really, really, really do. I love it. Now, that ain't all you got to have. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to have it, but I mean, it is a plus. A bilingual woman, specifically Spanish, whispering in your ear. It's a beautiful thing. Dirt and spray gone 1080. The expectation is that you're going to be ready to step up and handle your business. That's her expectation, whether she tells you or not. Am I right, Solange? Amen. Amen. The Fan. Hey, let's do this final hour. Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan, 99.5 HD2, the Odyssey app, YouTube. We are live on YouTube. You can go watch the show there. Got a lot of comments. Nine likes so far on the show today. Well done, everybody. We're up to 500, or excuse me, 963 subscribers. We need to get to 1,000, man. Inching our way up, slowly but surely. uh, I know we're, we're new to YouTube. We used to be virgins on YouTube as a radio we station. Yes, we were. We're getting experience day by day by day by day. Uh, random observation that it could certainly derail us, but we got Bonagura coming up. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the final to Gonzaga's basketball game was yesterday? I have no clue. Who did they play? Eastern Oregon. Eastern Oregon. The fighting Eastern Oregons? Did they almost take them down? Did they beat them? Tell me they beat them. 123 uh, to 57. That seems like a legit game. You should play early in the season. When you're in the whack, why? Or the no, the West Coast Conference. My apologies. Why does that game count? It's a great question. They Bob. almost got beat by a hundred points. That is a great. Could question. you imagine seeing one fifty-seven <laughs> to fifty-seven? What are we doing here, Gonzaga? Join a real conference, all right? Come on, all right. Let's talk to somebody. Play a real team like the Pilots. Yeah, huh? that's right. Yeah. The undefeated yes. Portland Pilots. Did they win again last night? They did. Yeah. Thumb- we don't need to talk about. it. Just give me a thumbs up. We're playing tonight. Yeah, oh, they play tonight. tonight. They okay. beat UC Riverside. How did they played last night. My no. apologies. Let's talk about. What happened yesterday in the Pac-2? Because we're idiots. We don't really understand this stuff. I've been looking at it like, hey, it seems like Oregon State and Washington State have a pretty strong argument. Well, this was going down in a courtroom yesterday. And joining us now is somebody who's covering it, staff writer for ESPN, front of the program, Kyle Bonagura, at Bonagura ESPN on Twitter. You Good go, write-up, too. Yeah, he's got a great write-up out. Kyle, I mean, just you you were following along with us yesterday, your reaction, and was there any surprise? Because we've looked at it, just it, it felt like Oregon State and Washington State had a pretty strong argument. What was your takeaways from yesterday? Yeah, there was. There certainly wasn't anything surprising about the way yesterday played out. 
um, you know, for the last two months, these two parties, you know, the departing 10 and the pack two, we'll call them, have been making these same exact arguments in written briefs that have been filed on a, you know, biweekly cadence, something like that, um, in Whitman County Court. So basically everything that we've been. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> Did you hear that noise? Dong. <laughs> like, like he fell down a big hole. Like, <laughs> dong. He fell down a well. <laughs> hit a bell on his way down. Hey, that rhymed. Look at that. Well, that was a good start. <laughs> Things are going great over here. There's <laughs> nothing worse than like the moment when an interview goes silent and you're like, is this just a phone cutting out or do we actually lose him? And you're like, no, we, we actually lost him. And it rang a bell. So Oregon State got a big one yesterday. Go Beavs, baby. Go Beavs and go Cougs. I think we'll get him back here in just a second. I hope so, too. There was some funny... I want to get to that with him. I I want him to explain like where this is going to go in his estimation. There were some funny-ass quotes that came out. Like, the Washington lawyer made some egregious arguments. I mean, they don't have anything to stand on. Like, this is... Yeah. I, look, we're not legal experts. We no. don't pretend to be on this show. No. I just... I'm Explain it to me like I'm five. <laughs> and when you do, it's like, yeah, I... So when USC and UCLA left the conference, they removed them as voting members. Instantly booted. Everybody Inst- said, yep, we agree. Nobody had any issue there with it. There was no vote. It was just like, they're not yes. a part of this. They're like, yep, screw them. They're gone. They're not in the Pac-12 anymore. Okay. And he just texted me. That's not a good sign. So then the other 10 decide to leave, and they're, they don't they want to argue something different when they had no issue removing USC and UCLA, and there were text messages that were revealed from George Klyavkov. Like, I don't know. I... From what I have understood, it seems like the only contention that the 10 have mm. that I think is a valid argument is that if you make Oregon State and Washington State the, the lone board members, do they do something funky with the revenue distribution for this year? Like that to me is the only argument that I've ever read that's like, okay, that makes a little bit of sense. All right, I think we got Kyle back. Can you hear us, Kyle? Are you alive? Are you okay? Yeah, I don't know what happened. I was talking, and then all of a sudden, uh, uh, yeah, just disconnected. It's probably uh, on our end. You know? Odyssey, we're, Portland. We're going to blame ourselves on that. It sounded like you fell down a well and hit a bell, so that was kind of funny audio. Uh, but you go ahead and pick You were just talking about kind of the briefs that were being written and, and the results from yesterday. Yeah, so so the briefs were really the most insightful part of this whole process. They they provided the insight into what both sides were going to argue, and then they just basically you know delivered you know verbal versions of those yesterday in court. The The only real kind of interesting part or, or I guess part I wasn't expecting is the lawyer from the PAC 12 and, and they weren't filing briefs al- along the way was pretty indifferent to the whole pro- process and in the proceedings yesterday. And basically at one point admitted that, yeah, it's up to Oregon state and Washington state to chart the future for the PAC 12. And that was really the root of this entire um, case, right? Is that Oregon state and Washington state wanted to try to rebuild the conference while everyone else uh, no longer had a vested interest in, in in what was best for the conference as an entity. Did you have audible laughs listening to the UW lawyer make some of the arguments he made? Because I was reading your tweets, and I, I, I can't remember which one it was, but you sent one out, and I remember, like, out loud by myself chuckling, like, that's the argument? That's the defense? Really? Yeah, there was there was a, f- a few moments where, they look, the departing ten are in a tough spot because they were fighting kind of a losing argument from the beginning. Um, I, I, I talked with some a few lawyers, not connected to the case, who had who were kind of familiar with it. And they they said, look, if you have a, a winning case, it's pretty easy. If you have a losing case, you're going to have to for, you're going to be forced to make some um, arguments that are, are 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 a bit of a stretch. And that, I think that's what we saw yesterday. But it was really the I mean, it was really the um, the, the, the Pac-12 lawyer for me was the one who really <laughs> delivered the the lines that were were, were puzzling, right? Because I think at one point he said, um, 
you know, what's best for certainly what's best for Washington State and Oregon State is if they keep the status quo being like you require unanimity for on any vote, which was you know clearly absurd and clearly makes no sense. And you know, if that was the case, like the lawyer for WSU and Oregon State wouldn't have been like they wouldn't have been there, right? They wouldn't have been making the case they did. So like, there's just a, a lot of things from him that defied logic. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens next, right? Because, you know, we knew this was going to happen. The the departing 10 schools immediately made it clear that they were going to appeal the decision to the Washington State Supreme Court. The decision has stayed until Monday, which means like, like Washington State and Oregon State were granted control of the board, but they can't use that decision in any meaningful way until Monday. Hmm. Um, then we'll find out if the state Supreme Court in Washington takes up the case and if they decide to take it, then this will, um, this will continue on. If not, um, you know, Washington state and Oregon state will, will control the conference and, and go about rebuilding it or seeing if that's even feasible. So we're talking, we're talking with Kyle Bonnegar of ESPN. You can give him a follow on Twitter at Bonnegar ESPN. You mentioned if that's the way this plays out and, and maybe there's some sort of like, you know, they realize how bad their legal arguments are. And now they're willing to come to the table and like, let's just settle this thing, you know, outside of a court. Maybe we get some of that. If this does end up going the way that it went yesterday in Oregon state and Washington state are the, the lone board members voting on issues for the conference going forward. I just, I, I think for those who haven't followed this that closely, like what, what does that mean? Like financially, what are we talking about? Are yeah. is there weird stuff like for this year's revenue distribution? Can they take everybody's money? Like, just what does that mean? I guess. Right, and so, and that's that's at the heart of this, right? It's everyone's trying to protect their money, um, and so for the departing schools, there is, you know, a, like a certain amount of revenue that's set to be, um, you know, on paper distributed to each of the twelve members this year for what was agreed on with with the media rights deal and other sources of income, right? And so let's call that $35 million a school just for to make it easy, right? Mm-hmm. What, you know, those schools are arguing for, like, look, we should get all of that, and that's the end of it, and then we'll kind of wash our hands of the conference once once we get that money. The And in the case, they've kind of protected against the possibility that Washington State and Oregon State would if they control the board would would then decide to withhold all of that money mm. and it's really a kind of a worst case scenario um situation i i don't think there's any realistic situation where wcu and oregon state try to take all of it like i think that would end up in court and they would be forced to distribute whatever the portion is back to those schools so like that's a losing kind of strategy for WSU and Oregon State from the jump. But I think what you're going to see is those two schools um, try to hold on to at least a percentage of what is owed conference-wide because there is outstanding liabilities, you know, a few like court cases that are kind of in motion that will require or, or will likely require the conference to pay out at a certain point in time. And so what WSU and Oregon State are saying is like, look, you know, you guys were part of the conference when we incurred these liabilities. It should be on all 12 schools mm. to be responsible for paying those out when, when the bill comes due, right? And so they're saying that we shouldn't pay out everything because we need to set aside some money to, to handle that on the back end whenever that happens. Um, and, and then they've also said, look, we want to rebuild the conference and what's in the best interest of the conference is for some of that money to be used for uh, to, to use towards building the future, and whatever that looks like is a little bit unclear. You know, there's been speculation about using some of that money to help 
Um, you know, maybe some of the Mountain West schools afford afford their buyouts, which which are, are are very high, and those schools can't afford them the way their contract and their conference is written. Um, so it's really going to be fascinating to see how it how how it all plays out. And I think like what WCU and Oregon State was protecting against is the, is the opposite: is that the the ten schools could choose to dissolve the conference and then split whatever's left in the, in the cash register 12 ways and just move on. And that would, you know, that would leave WCU and Oregon state in a tough spot without a conference. And then without, without any money to help kind of restart the PAC 12. So mm. a lot of moving pieces here, really complicated to boil down in, in, in a few minutes. But, right. um, you know, I think it's uh, the bottom line here is it was, it was a big win for Washington state and Oregon state, but it was also expected. Um, I, I think this was always going to be the most likely outcome. Well, Kyle, you kind of hinted at it there. And so maybe it's a, it's a bit of the shrug of the shoulders at this point, but I, I'm kind of inclined to ask you if, if they, if the ruling on Monday, you know, finalizes this whole thing for Oregon state, Washington state, and they have also have controlling interest of the network. I that's always kind of been the one optimistic viewpoint people have held about Oregon State, Washington State's position is they've got a TV network. It's it's bones, and they can come in and gut it and do whatever they want for whatever conference. What is what is kind of your best guess if they're getting this ruling on Monday that they end up doing within the year or two? Like, do you think they use the network to entice? a major conference, let's call it the Big 12, to maybe come calling? Or is this a position where you think those that ship has sailed and they have to just focus on Mountain West teams and trying to be the best you know, automatic qualifying type of conference with a handful of teams and a network that they can maybe rebuild up? Yeah, I don't, I don't see the network as a real asset here. Um, you know, I've talked to some people who actually view it as more of a liability. They have a long-term lease for studio space um, here in the Bay Area that they're on the hook for. I think it's like a seven-year deal that there's, uh, you know, I guess they could creatively try to get out of it, but they're set to have to pay for that for a while. And and look, the, the Pac-12 Network was a big reason why <laughs> these schools are have all scattered, right? It was, a you know, an abject failure um, for, from, every, like, any in any way to evaluate it, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's really been part of the problem and the idea that it was, you know, part of the solution here for, for WSU and, and Oregon state. I, I just don't see that. Maybe there's another way to look at it that I'm, that I'm missing, but I, I just don't see that certainly with the big 12, um, you know, that the fact that they already took four schools and the network was, you know, had no role in that. Um, the two schools that they haven't shown any interest in WSU and Oregon state, um, you know, coming aboard because the network uh yeah i just don't see that factoring into the equation at all interesting great stuff kyle bonagura he's on top of this you can go check out his write-up at espn.com you can find it on his twitter account at bonagura espn he's a writer for espn and his pin tweet if you have not done so as a pac-12 fan is a wonderful journey down ai created football stadiums for <laughs> pac-12 teams and my god are they all perfect <laughs> and so go check those out kyle thanks for the time man explaining legal proceedings to a couple of videos we really appreciate it and hopefully we can chat again soon we're adjourned. You're adjourned, <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Kyle Bonagura. Good stuff from him on what all this means. And so he he throws a little cold water on the whole network as a bargaining chip. A little. Argument. I mean, that's the one thing I've heard the most from everybody is they, they got the network. It's, it's a network ready to go. He's talking to people within our industry, within the sport, that are saying it's a negative. Like, 
That was really encouraging to hear. Not very encouraging. Let's talk a little bit about this coming up next, what it means. It was a big day for Oregon State and Washington State. And where what, is, what do fans want the two universities to try and pull off with this win, if this is what ends up being the final uh, decision on these legal proceedings? So dive into that coming up next on The Fam. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good point of the Vancouver Ford text line. Once Oregon State, excuse me, once Oregon State and Washington State take over, you are the lone board members. How quickly do they vote on firing George Klyovkov? How does that guy still have a job? Why are we still allowing him around? Have you seen him recently? He's got a goatee. He's going through a midlife crisis. He looks like a dad breaking up and getting divorced at 57, thinking he's well, going to nail the 33-year-old. they got to figure out how to... they got that money now. That ain't yeah. a big deal. Get out of here. That Piss off, you little man. <laughs> fire him. That should be operation number one. I, I think that's... We're the only votes. Two to nothing. Yes. See you later, George. Adjourn. Adjourn. Next. George Clip. Next on the docket, I bring up order number 663. And that order is... Oh. Oh, this is interesting. We have voted to disqualify Washington and Oregon, who are Big Ten members now, from the Pac-12 title game. Yeah, you can't play in the Pac-12 title game if you're a Big Ten member. To go back. Oh, at, I think Oregon State's yep. in the Pac-12 title game here. I think it has to be an Oregon State-Washington State rematch. Oh. How demoralizing would that be to oh. lose that game again? <laughs> you like get all excited. We're going to win, and then you lose. That would be pretty brutal. I would be crying in a corner. I just, look, this stuff is so stupid. Like, can we just have adults in the room sit down and say, look... Here's what we're going to do. Come to an agreement. All right. Oregon State and Washington State, you don't take all the money because you can't win that battle in court. Mm. I understand their argument. There's going to be future liabilities you have to pay for. So I thought Kyle put it very simply. All right. It's $35 million a year is what you were supposed to get. We want to hold some of that money because we're going to try and keep the conference together. We're going to give you 20 how about 27 or 28? We're going to take $7 million a school. You add that up to 10 schools or $70 million. We're going to have that in a fund to pay all the legal crap we got to pay down the road. And let's just well, move on. Like, what are we doing here? Why is this so complicated? It doesn't make any sense. it's a lot sense. of money, man. I know it's well, a I lot guess of money. But the hard money. part is figuring out what that future total bill is. And yes. so I don't know if it's because the, the Pac-12 conference office is, was sloppy with rep- record keeping or they weren't paying attention or nobody's there anymore to actually do the work to figure it out because they're all trying to find their next job. 
I don't know. I think a lot of this is just, and the other schools are not interested in worrying about what they're leaving behind. They're worried about what they're going to. So trying to get hard, detailed financial information so you can come up with the numbers, I think is, and that's why they've gone to the courts. The court will force them and compel them to produce that information at some point so they can come up with the number. I feel like this is a big win, though, just to settle the... They have the right legal argument for now. Now let's now can we come to a table and meet and talk? Like now can we sit down and go over all these details? Like I guess the 10 thought that they had a chance at winning, but from everything that I've read, like they were basically laughed out of court yesterday and they're going to get laughed out of every courtroom they go into. Oregon State and Washington State have the stronger argument. Now all they have to do is just not take all of the money because that would then get them a loss in a in a court case. Yeah. So, but I, the, I don't know. the judge, the court that ruled, they will still pay attention to what's going on. So if somebody believes, yes, if one of the yes. schools says, "Hey, they've overstepped the bounds of the injunction," yeah, it can go back in court, and the judge can say, "No, you." That's a, you got a lot of the joking yeah. argument of Washington State and Oregon State playing in a Pac-12 title game. Like you can't, they're not going to do that. Or exactly, yeah, that's not really. Gonna, I know it's been a joke, but it's yeah. not going to happen. I I think it's important to note too. A week from now, roughly, we'll be talking about Oregon State just beat Oregon yesterday. Can Oregon <laughs> get even this year? I don't. I don't know. You know, it's in Eugene. That's going to be a tough one. But you mean Oregon State beat Washington yesterday? Uh, well, no, they. You guys bow down to Washington and let them represent oh, okay. the conference. And like gotcha, we're, okay. we're had to beat both of you. So <laughs> okay. I mean, we did a pretty incredible thing. I can't believe Missouri passed us. It's unreal. What hey, if you win these two games, you're going to jump Missouri in the rankings. I'll go out on a limb there. I, I I really don't have a whole lot on this. This has kind of been. It's like you can speak to this. I I just. I know the money is important, okay? So, like, let's just get that out. Obviously, it's important to those two schools. I don't know what any of it means for their future. I, I like the optimism. I, Swigard shares this optimism. Mm-hmm. A year or two, see where you're at. I know you kind of share this because I know you're a Duck fan, but you, you can see this and say this is stupid, this stinks, it no, sucks. It's unfair, dude. But I'm just having a hard time viewing this. Financially, it's good. I'm having a hard time viewing this as much of a positive because yeah. I don't think having a Mountain West schedule, it's not it's not very exciting as a fan. I'm going to the UW game this weekend. I I can't think there's going to be any one point at a home game next year, whoever they face. I'm assuming it's mostly Mountain West type schools. There's not going to be a home game that matches what this energy is going to be on Saturday. No. And so it's like that exists. I don't want them to lose Jonathan Smith. But I just, I just don't I can't figure it out because as good as important as it is today for the money, I can't stop thinking about next year and two years and three years. The Big Ten thing could work out rather well. Oregon go go into that. I I completely disagree with myself from weeks ago. Oregon looks really primed to go into that conference and make noise right away, if not potentially win it. Uh, and so that's going to be a good thing for the Big Ten. The SEC obviously adding Oklahoma and Texas. I. I just would love to see the pathway towards being in one of these conferences, and I just can't see it, especially when he tells me the network is viewed more as a negative asset than a positive one. That's been one thing I've heard everybody scream about. Well, they'll have control of the network, and maybe you could just gut it and make the Big 12 network. I'm like, but 
Bonagura just told us people aren't thinking that. Yeah, that's the tough part because I think that was the one silver lining that folks were holding on to is that you could take the network and use it to par- you know, parlay that into a Big 12 membership of, hey, you need a network. We have the infrastructure. How about we we give you those rights? You give us uh, 80% of the share. We're getting an invite to the Big 12. According to Kyle, it doesn't sound like that's the case. I'm going to carry this over a little bit on the other side. Just like, what, where do you want this to go from here? What is the best case scenario at this point for Oregon State and Washington State? I want to read some of your thoughts at the Vancouver Four Text Line 503-864-6326. Big day in court yesterday for the Pack 2 We'll continue on that next. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Reminder, we are live on YouTube. You can go watch us there. Somebody asking the question, probably a family member of mine. Uh Uh-huh. Did Dirk get more handsome or is that the baby glow everyone talks about? It's the baby glow. It's the baby glow. Your mom's watching the show on YouTube now. She is. And she created a fake name to comment compliments after all the balding jokes that have been made on my behalf. Thank you, Tyler, for that comment. I appreciate that. I I want you to know that we've, (laughs) well, we, I have been on your side here. You don't have an ally, and Swigard is no. finding each and every day to... He's to... taking out his anger of old jokes on me when yeah. he should be taking it out on you. Why? You got to chime a mustache, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's a thing. I, I don't know how much longer it's going to last, by the way. <laughs> Yesterday, the wife goes, okay, I need you to clean it up. And I didn't really know what that meant. I don't have facial hair. So I... I you're not getting any for a while. <laughs> yeah. I shaved gone. right by tickle. the corner of my lip, and then I cleared it a little gap between the... Uh, the lip and the mustache, and then right below the nose nostrils. So it's like, I, I thought I did clean it up a mm, little bit. I think it looks great. But the funny thing would be if your mom logged on to that and said, you know, Andy is just the best and most handsome, <laughs> but her handle was uh, her full name, Johnson. <laughs> sure. And she, you go to her and like, Mom, what are you oh, doing? What? what? It's usually Sue. Nobody <laughs> knew. It's like, really? <laughs> we got a lot of Sues listening to the show, man. We're big in the Sue community. Um, we are also arguing in the comment section about Oregon's kickers. So, uh, you know, that's going on right now. Are you worried? I mean, well, yeah. I'd be a little worried. Argued about Oregon's that's kicker. That's a great. Maldonado. Oregon's never had a good kicker. <laughs> never. Yeah, yeah, that's part. Never. Yeah, that's that's never true. Has never. Oregon ever had a kicker that went on to an NFL career? Oh, I bet you there's been one. Has to be right. The way kickers go through in the league. Well, I'm not talking about getting a cup think. of coffee. I'm talking well, about like actually having a that career, was actually with the team, well, with the team's kicker for a little bit. Yeah, I'll I'll jump in here. Oregon State only has a punter. Yeah, Johnny. They Hecker. don't have a kicker. Mm. I trust Sappington to an extent, but he, they also chose to run him. Did Cerna get out. a look? I thought Cerna uh, he got, got a look. He How got did a he real not make it in the NFL. He's the best college kicker. Uh, well, uh, it's a that different weird? thing. It's tough. That's, That's like the what... most cutthroat <laughs> position because teams are only keeping one. Yeah. That's why you don't draft them. The Aguayo kid, or was that Aguayo. what is he? from Florida State? Remember yeah. him? Oh, he was yeah. a second he round was pick. Unbelievable. The Niners drafted this Moody kid in the third round. Yeah. They're like, if he doesn't make this kick on Sunday, they're <laughs> cutting lost. it. I'm like, want to talk about just living on. life on the edge. <laughs> yeah. Kickers. Like trying to break in. Because once you, if you do establish yourself as a kicker, then you'll get 87 chances down the road. Yeah. People are pointing out Jared Siegel, maybe. Okay. I, like, I remember oh, that name. Fiegel's. <laughs> Do they mean Jeff Fiegels? No. 
Jeff Fiegels looked exactly how a Jeff Fiegels is supposed to look. Uh, they had um, uh, Bilotti's kid was a kicker for a while. Oh, nepotism got yeah. to the NFL. <laughs> he was Google. the onside kicker when they had uh, when they clearly got the onside kick against Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma. I'm only seeing Seagull highlights or stats, excuse me, for college. I'm not seeing any NFL stats. You Google Jeff Fiegels and then Google image Jeff Fiegels. He looks exactly (laughs) like a Jeff Fiegels. I don't know how to explain that any better. I just think the kicking thing in the NFL. It's so cutthroat to try to establish yourself and stay. It's like putting somebody on coke and then telling them they had to sit down for eight hours and they can't move or talk. It's just impossible. You, what's yeah. the point? Yeah. It's you like stand the, around for a half hour, then you're rushed out there. It's all on and you. Right. You have no margin for error. 40-yard yeah. kick, Oregon, to beat Alabama and go to the Here national championship. Camden Lewis! <laughs> Up, timeout. <laughs> and it was good. <laughs> I don't know why we're. I don't know why we're turning this and making fun of Oregon kickers. Because I don't want to talk about this stuff anymore. I'm so done with the lawsuit. I know you are. They I win. Know. They're going to win it. I don't know what any of it means. They're not poor. Nobody knows. They're not broke boys anymore. Yeah. Well, I just think it allows them to actually start. You got to figure out what you're going to do in the short term. Like, what is reality for the future, like in the next year or two versus long term? How about two, two very? Can different I give things. you my positive spin on this? So the Big Twelve thing. How I about we join the Big Twelve for zero ninety nine right now? You want to go the SMU route? Just join for free for two years? Well, I mean, you got two hundred million dollars. You can last for well, four. How or five much years? of that is going to be left at the end of the day? That's the question. Yeah. After you pay out the Comcast bills and the all legal the proceedings. stuff that you're still on the hook for, yeah. right? can networks. you get out of the yeah. network leases? Isn't for the, all that the Comcast bill <laughs> that was the most due from everybody? Isn't yeah, that-, that comes out of the the distribution. I don't know if they're still arguing. I don't know if there's a court case still going on about yeah. how much we actually dude. owe you or whatever. Jesus, so, what the hell are so we I don't know. It's so embarrassing because if they would have been in TV contracts a year earlier. This isn't even happening. I, yeah. It's just unbelievable. You just take the ESPN and Fox deal that you were offered the same as the Big 12. None of this happens. Well, ESPN probably calls you for $40 million a year because you have Dion now, and yeah. USC's really good, and Oregon's awesome, and Washington's back, and even Oregon State is yeah. competitive and in the conversation. Like, it's filled with really good teams. Um, can I tell you what? Like if I were if I were in charge, this is what I would try and do. And I don't even know if this is possible. Commissioner Johnson, Commissioner Dirt here, um, <laughs> Big Johnson, B one G, B one G Johnson's coming into the chat here. <laughs> and you, your handle should be. Should I change it to yeah. Big Dirt? Yes. You, you hate B1G the Duck fans <laughs> with B one G. You should change yours to Andy B one G Johnson. <laughs> like I would, I would say, okay. So you clearly have to have some sort of conference affiliation for all of your non football sports in the short term. Like you just like, is there anybody independent in non? Football, uh, there's a few basketball teams that I think are, are actually independent. They I'll put together right a 30 game schedule independent. Yeah, hold really. On. Hold on, because I like hold Notre Dame's a prime Verifying. example of this, and they Notre Dame plays in the ACC for non football sports. Like this, so my my approach in the next two years would be to like like can we execute a Notre Dame model with the Mountain West? Okay, so I'm gonna call it the Mountain West. I'm gonna tell you, hey. We got some cash here. We don't want to quite join your conference yet, but we'd love to have some sort of affiliation for our Olympic sports outside of football. Give us, you know, I don't know, four to five games of Mountain West opponents for our football schedule. You already have some on your schedule for next year. Let me look. Next year you're playing. Get the hell out of here. Where did it go? I think go? they got Boise State. You got Next year you have Boise State. So you don't play them, but you get Purdue. So you got a Big Ten team on yep. your schedule in Idaho State. You say, all right, give me five other Mountain West teams that I want to. Give me Fresno. Give me 
me San Diego State. Give me, you know, go down the list. Colorado State, whoever you want. Then you're up to eight games. I use some of this cash to go entice teams to, to play yeah. a home-at-home, so call up some big-time programs with the conference realignment that are looking for non-conference games. You need good teams, though. You can't do no middle-of-the-road like Purdue. You, say, you hey, have to go big-game hunting to have a shot in this conversation. Dude, call up a big-time team and say, here's $3 million. We'll pay you $3 million to come to research. Like, you know, Just figure something out in that regard. Do something for two years, but then you have to play Mountain West for your other sports because I don't. I just don't think you can execute an independent yeah. schedule Chicago in State is the only independent ah, in that's college. Correct. Oh. Hartford for one year and Chicago State. Hartford for one year. Okay. Yeah. So it has been done, but it's not a realistic strategy. No. So that would be my approach of just, and let's just see where we're at after two years. We got to set all these lawsuits, see how much cash we got. The realignment wheel will never stop spinning. Like we always do this every time no. it's done. You're like, oh, this is what conference are going to look like. Utah was in the Pac 12 for 12 years. Now they're joining another conference. Colorado was here for 12 years. Now they're joining another conference. Like, this stuff's going to move again. How many conferences has Colorado been in? They started out in the Big 8. Yeah. Then the Big 8 became the Big 12 when it combined with the Southwest Conference. You count that as a different conference? I know number-wise it is, but like I, that's like the Pac-8 and 10, 12 thing. It's like, eh, they're part of the Pac-8. No, conference. because it combined, it combined with the Southwest Conference. Gotcha. And then there were other schools that broke off and because Nebraska went to the Big 10 and some other stuff. So it was... It was a it was a reconfiguration, and they got rid. It was all new management, a new structure. It wasn't just expansion. They were in the Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference way back in the day. Oh, there you go. And then, where they, does this go though? Like, when see, you, they when were in the Mountain West this. for a few years too, so they've been in a ton of different conferences. I, I, I don't know. Nobody knows know. the answer to that, and I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I get your argument of like, what does this all mean? And it's hard to not have a pessimistic view. I'm just trying, like, if I'm looking at the most optimistic angle, I'm just saying, can we buy time for two years and just see where we're at? Your chance, like, th- that's the only argument that I would make of, like, don't rush in and just join the Mountain West. You don't really need to if you have the money yeah. there. Well, your conference is actually, it's a bigger, more well-known brand. The sure. Mountain West would cease to exist if those teams, if that's what they end up doing. Yeah. Joining the conferences, it you just would becomes, become the Pac-12 yeah. with the Mountain right. West and Oregon State and Washington State. The other argument that I've seen a lot of Oregon State fans say and Washington State fans say is, hey, use this money to go buy out schools and rebuild the conference. But is that really the best use of your money? I don't know the answer to that. But calling up teams from the American Athletic, calling up a Boise and a Fresno. Like, I don't want everybody from the Mountain West, but can we take, like, the six best teams, pay their buyout, and bring them with this money? I don't know if there's enough there. I'm just looking at ways, like, is there a way to bide your time for the next year or to put together a football schedule and then just see where the landscapes add in two years. And my mine would be kind of that, but I'd more be phrasing it as I'm doing what I can to delay losing Jonathan. Yes. And That's, I think this strategy would. Like, we're not yeah. just accepting a Mountain West invite. We're going to delay, delay, delay. Hmm. And maybe in two years that is your lot in life and you have to be a Mountain West team because nothing else is moving and you're starting to run out of money. But I, I, at least you got – here's what I will say. What's happening in Oregon State and Washington State is inexcusable. There's no right or wrong argument there. It is wrong. It's ridiculous. They are Power 5 programs, and the fact that they are the only two that get left behind is an absolute joke. I was happy for you guys yesterday, at least that like it's been a really long year, especially for Cougar fan, man. Like, I walked by Coug Ludes on the way out of the building yesterday, and I gave him the, like, hey, Coug's, you know, 
came back against Cal. You know, I tried to build him up a little Why bit. Why did you do that? Yeah, I mean, they scored 14 in the fourth quarter. They had a chance to win the game in the end. He knows I, you're a Duck fan. Do you know how much that I'm, hurts? I'm trying to be positive here. I'm trying to be big positive dirt around you the building. You don't come off that way. And I'm like, hey. That was, <laughs> but he he hit me with the, like, nothing matters. And I'm yeah. like, dude, that's – at least Oregon State has this year to focus on. Like, at least you're slightly distracted. You're going into a big game. You're ranked number 11 in the country. We still have stuff to play you for. You still have stuff to yeah. play for. Cougar fan is like, dude, we've lost six in a row. We're probably going to lose eight in a row and finish four and eight. God, don't lose to Colorado. Do we have a $7 million buyout to get rid of our coach to play in the – like, they have no hope. At least you have some sort of distraction. So I, w- I don't know what any of it means, but I think the right to court decision was made yesterday, and I was glad that you won. So there you go. Should we close it up? Should we close it up? Are we ready? Is that it? Is that all we got? Any more compliments from your mom on the YouTube stream? Uh, that's all I got so far. Okay. But if you want to compliment my look, somebody, somebody said they like my shirt. Thank you. Well, I just, I've kind of been happy. And I'm not happy about your hairline, but I am happy. Like the last couple days, I've always felt on this show that I'm a little more open in some ways on stuff that is an insecurity. <laughs> and you've kind of really just leaned into the situation. I call myself fat all the time. Somebody compared you to that new blazer. Booyah. Yeah, stop tweeting me that. Damn it. Stop tweeting me his Have you hairline. seen this guy? I saw him quite a bit when he starred for San Francisco well, in the I... West Coast Conference and is quick on quick. <laughs> Have you seen him as a blazer? Did you quick see him yet? Quick on quick? What does that mean? Yeah, yeah he's quick. super fast. Super fast? Okay. Have yeah. you seen him, though? Uh, oh, yeah, the hairline, the tuft. He's I had, got a tuft. I had somebody say th- they shot a picture of him and said, this is the overhead studio shot. And I... Yeah. I, I <laughs> yeah. That's too far. Thank okay? you. <laughs> Thank you. It's not... I'm not bald! I'm balding! There's a difference. I have hair on my head. It gets bigger when you touch it. (laughs) (laughs) It'll grow, I promise. All right. Let's close it up next on the fan. Well, it's been a fun show today. Wait till next week. I'm crafting a show Mm -hmm. on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Uh, A little bit of the prepare for Thanksgiving. The menu of conversation topics to avoid. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the things you don't want to get into at your Thanksgiving dinner. And how to react if one of these topics is brought up. Mm. Presumably by the uncle you don't talk to very often. Yeah, this one you see once a year kind of thing, that, that one. <laughs> oh, good old Thanksgiving. Ah, uh, nothing brings us closer together quite like turkey and politics, social issues. Blazers going to cover tonight. They're getting ten and a half at home. Oh, dude, I know. Get out of here. On a back-to-back. Are the Cavs any good? Cavs aren't bad. Okay. Yeah. I just, I only know record. It's like 10 games into the year. I know, I'm just saying. 800 points in the paint. Yeah. They score 800 points in the paint, or they will They will, yeah. Did you see the the between-the-legs dunk? I did see that. That was cool. From the highlight, or did you watch the game? The highlight. Yeah. (laughs) That purple court. I can't do it, dude. I can't. I turned that game on, and I was like, no, I don't need it. This is done. We don't need a 45 countdown. (laughs) Hot take. Sports radio does not need a 45-second count. I think we just blow it out. Let's keep going. I got more thoughts today. We should be 9 to 10, but that's a different conversation for a different day, Bob. That it is. Tomorrow, we're going to have Ken Barkley on the show. Yes. And who Lockie. else? Baldy. Baldy. Brian Baldinger at 7. I, 7 and then Lockie at 8. There I have a lot of quarterback questions for Baldy. And for Ken, you brought up an MVP candidate that I don't like, but he might have the numbers to have to give it to him. He might have a shot. So there you go. That'll do it for us. Good little show. Go check the Service Patriots podcast, 1080thefan.com. Check it on YouTube as well, youtube.com backslash 1080thefan. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Colin is next listening, 1080thefan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.